Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography, art, music, writing, and so many other creative passions. I'm Len, a creative with a love of all things artistic, a drawing, painting, photography, music, writing. I'm so blessed to be able to make a living out of teaching creativity in my own photography school here in Sydney, Australia. I went to art school at a very young age of 18. (laughs) I went to learn to draw. Drawing was my absolute passion. I used to hide in my room drawing all day and all night. Unfortunately, my love for drawing trees and uh, flowers and Mother Nature uh, didn't really uh, fit in with the paint-on-the-floor art school. Uh, uh, either did my, um, my paintings. Uh, the way art teachers in the drawing part department reacted to my work was incredibly deflating and uh, emotional. At one point, I was even failing classes. Uh, It was absolutely terrible. Do you know I gave up? I retreated. I took a year off and and I followed my love of outdoor education, experiential and adventure education and followed another dream. But I returned. And when I returned um, to finish my degree, uh, I decided to major in my second love, which was photography. But this time around, there was something very different. Uh, Of course, I'd changed. But my teachers changed, and my teachers loved me photographing trees. And they helped me, and uh, they gave me uh, so much encouragement that I blossomed and blossomed. You see, the, the teachers, they shaped my experience at art school. And I graduated um, uh, being the, the golden boy for photography in art school. And I had, uh, uh, you know, Fujifilm was going to sponsor me. I had all sorts of sponsorship deals. And uh, anyway, I, I downed cameras and walked away, but that's another whole story. <laughs> Goodness, Len. <laughs> Len has lived an exciting life. <laughs> how did I fit it all in? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how you did either. Well, I'm Bree. I am a nature photographer living in Austin, Texas. I'm a life coach for creatives, but my best work is actually coaching myself. So I coach others, but my best work is for me. And it's really been an interesting experience to look inside my own mind. I know sometimes um, like that can be really hard to do. And at first it was uh, really, really scary to me to like, be vulnerable with my own self and kind of open that open that part of me up to exploration but now i know there are really great things to learn um and ways to grow and so much growth in doing that work that i do for myself so understanding myself has greatly improved my own creativity how i feel about my art that's been amazing. And also it's improved my whole experience just as a photographer and person. And, you know, I know I talk, I talk just for a minute about coaching myself, but I also get coaching for my own coach on a regular basis because 
they can see things that I don't. And that's really helpful. And it's like getting my own personal, um, you know, a, a personal feedback, right? So speaking of feedback, Lynn, mm. <laughs> we're talking about feedback today. <laughs> ah, yes. And what a wonderful subject to talk about. And isn't it amazing that it's affected us, both of us, uh, in, in uh, throughout our lives as creatives? And, and before we started recording uh, today, we spent so much time talking about uh, example after example after example of feedback. And uh, uh, it's a, a, an issue that's very, very close to both of our hearts. And we really wanted to share with you today um, uh, some ideas and some thoughts and some stories uh, about feedback. And uh, we're really going to start off is why would we want feedback, Bree? Why, why would we want to get feedback? And uh, I think this is even just a valuable question to start with. Like, why do we ask for it or seek it in our lives? Right. So I guess my first answer would be just to get better, whatever better for you looks like, because that's so subjective. But just improvement in general, right? Like I can think of, um, uh, so I studied music in college, you know, you studied art, very, very similar, right? And every, um, every semester we had to do a jury. Well, I, I mean, I had my own like teacher, right. And personal like teacher, um, that I would get constant feedback, but, and also every semester we had to do this jury, that uh, you go and you perform for a, a small group of like professors that it's kind of actually kind of scary because you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to put myself and I'm going to perform for you and um, show you my best work right now. And then you're going to tell me what you think about it, right? Like it's basically asking for feedback when you do a performance like this in front of somebody that's going to judge you. And so then, you know, I got all these scores and um, they would write things about how like the good things that I did and how I can improve. And so that's what we want. One reason why we want to do, why we want to get feedback is just for general improvement and, and, and growth as an artist. Mm. We actually had the same system at art school. We uh, uh, we had our teacher for the subject, and at the end of each semester, uh, we would submit uh, an exhibition, a series of works on a wall somewhere, and we would be judged by a panel of three professors uh, and marked. And so we had our own teacher and we had two other independent people to do that. And the whole term was that feedback from your uh, main teacher and you would be printing and bringing work in and actually the best use of your time, it took me a while to figure this out, was actually to use that teacher's time because uh, uh, one way to think of it was, like, oh, I've got access to the darkroom, but we actually had our access to the darkroom 24-7 virtually. Uh, the best use of time was actually cornering the teacher to talk to them about your work and to gain feedback. So it was very much about um, growing personally uh, and growing our work, uh, understanding how, how the medium worked from someone much more experienced than myself. Right. And so also that's one of the reasons why we want to get feedback is to see things, to 
have things reframed for us from a different perspective. And because there, there are all of these people throughout the whole world, right? Like we're individuals and we only have our point of view. And so when we get feedback from one person or multiple people, which is why a panel is nice because you can see, you know, you know, how, how their feedback changes depending on their experience and their knowledge and their opinions. Right. And so it's, that's, that's really, that to me is really interesting. I like to see things from a different perspective. And if someone, um, if I ask for critique on my, you know, some feedback on a, on a photograph of mine, then I'm looking sometimes just from a different perspective and one that I, something that I might not have noticed before, because I'm only, I have this like limited view of, um, from my own personal experiences. We, it's really fascinating, this whole idea, because uh, we make an artwork and that could be a performance, uh, you know, a musical performance, could be a piece of writing, it could be a painting. Um, we make it and we have our own relationship with the artwork, don't we? And we want it to say this and we, we put our love and all our energy in it and we own it and uh, it's so, so beautiful and, it oh, it's so, so good and, uh, uh, of course, I love it because I made it. Uh, also, sometimes we hate it because we made it too, but that's another whole story we can talk about another time. But then we have the audience. And one of the major things, and uh, it's so, so important that we can't own or have much to do with the relationship that the audience has with your artwork. It, it has its own relationship with each person viewing it. And for every person that views it, uh, it's different. It, it speaks differently to every person. And one of the um, things that when we seek feedback is we actually want to know what's it doing to other people. And I think that that's a, an incredibly valuable part of, of the process is understanding how the things that we make uh, work for other people. Um, it helps us grow, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And we're, you know, this is a podcast all about creativity. And I think it helps us grow creatively because when we can see something or attempt to see something from someone else's perspective that opens up a whole different realm of um of the way we could possibly see the world and now we can add that to uh to kind of our little um Oh, what is it that how how do I want to say that to our little like you know all of our little ways that we want to create so that just goes in the basket of um, different ways we can we can view things right like like here I'll I'll um it, this isn't a feedback thing but like this also goes from for inspiration too also a side tiny side tangent but like Len when I saw, first saw your work I was like. That is super interesting. The, all these trees in these sepia tones in this monochrome, and that kind of opened up a whole different perspective for me. That I can see things in a in a little bit of a different way, and we can have that too when when we get feedback from someone else that that also has some uh, different life experiences. I I maintain I've learned more and grown more from the process of talking about my art with others than through self-reflection and uh, uh, through trying to learn it 
by myself. Uh, being a teacher, I'm so, so lucky. I, I sit down, you know, a couple of times a week with people's work and we talk about it as a group. And uh, that is where I grow and my understanding about how an artwork really is expanded. And it's because multiple people looking at the same artwork bring in such various um, wide variety of um, interpretations and uh, how it uh, affects each person individually uh, teaches me how an artwork works. And I, I really, really value that experience of uh, sharing uh, in that process of feedback. And it's been a, a wonderful growth thing for me. That's really beautiful. I mean, I don't want to discount, you know, any of our own personal opinions, because we'll talk about that in a minute, right? Like we have, we do have to formulate our own personal opinions about our work. Because ultimately, we're the one that makes all the decisions about what it is and what it looks like. And, um, and it just all of those creative decisions but for sure, having the feedback, I think for me, it's super important. So what happens? Mm. Why, why might we not want to get feedback? Uh, well, it might hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, it could be a, a painful experience. And uh, for me personally, there's been uh, tears. Uh, there's also been tantrums. There's been uh, throwing away uh, genres. So I threw away painting and drawing through the, the quality of the feedback that I was getting at art school in my uh, story there at the beginning. Uh, there's lots of reasons, you know, we, if we've had bad experiences with feedback, well, then why would we want to keep um, burning ourselves over and over um, to, to do that? Uh, I think that's one reason why we mightn't want feedback, but perhaps another one is uh, uh, we want to close off uh, other people because uh, we really want to concentrate on making work artwork for ourselves and uh, we know that that's a very important part of the process is learning to make artwork for our own rather than just for an audience and uh, that's a big part of the learning journey as well isn't it and i i find that um for myself at the be kind of at the beginning i was like am i sure am i like, what do I actually think about my own art? And I had to really do some self like soul searching to just st stop, like not listen to anybody and just make decisions because we can get kind of stuck sometimes in like the, we can get stuck in the like, um, what if I'm not good enough? Or what if I'm doing something wrong here? And you know, all you know, all of those, all of those thoughts that we can have about our own work. And um, so, it's it's making those decisions and then deciding that we're going to be confident in them. And so we might, in when we're maybe in that process, maybe we don't want to seek out feedback because we just want to get give ourselves the feedback right? Instead of having mm. someone external do that for us. Yes, very much so. Um. Also, in another negative way, well, I don't know, I don't want to really call it negative, but if we're not really, we might not want to seek out feedback if we're not really ready to make a change. Like, if we just hear that feedback might be something that we should do, 
but we're not really ready to um, accept feedback and be open to it. Any kind of, if we're not in that space, any kind of feedback that we're going to get, you know, maybe positive feedback, sure. Give give me all the likes and the, oh, this is so beautiful. Love, love, love this, right? So, <laughs> but, um, but if we're not ready to listen in a really constructive way to good feedback, like well, like thoughtful and like thoughtfully given feedback, if we're not ready to listen to that, then we're just not ready. We're, maybe we shouldn't be getting it right then. So we got to come at it. We do need to come at it from, from a way in a way that we are like open and ready. So maybe this is, go ahead. I was just, I'm trying to interrupt you here. Um, Sorry. It's just fascinating that we do happen to listen and get the feedback when we need it. And uh, we have this incredibly powerful mechanism not to hear uh, the stuff when we're not ready. And uh, our own personal journey is very much a part of that. And, and, you know, that's a very esoteric way of looking at it. But, I, I you know, uh, when the student is ready, the, the teacher shows up. And uh, I, I think that that's a, a really important uh, concept to bring into this, that uh, what's actually really going on underneath is that we shut out the feedback we don't want to hear or uh, turn off from it. And then when we do want to hear the, the right stuff, Stuff, we, we are perceptive to it because we're it's already on the on the tip of our thinking probably uh, and uh, that just uh, pushes us over the, the edge to understanding uh, what it was that we're, we're thinking about and I've noticed that throughout my whole life I, I had to be ready uh, to actually uh, receive the the right feedback at the right moment and then to to use it uh, otherwise I didn't hear it. And I, I went blissfully on missing it all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I think that kind of brings us to, like, what do we do with feedback? Like, Because we're not actively seeking it, right? Like you were saying, like, when you're ready, the teacher will be there, um, which I have actually found to be true, too. Like, I've put um, careful thought into who I would like to, on purpose, in an intentional way, give me feedback about my work. and But what happens when we're not ready to receive that and people, and people somebody out there just gives it to us anyway? <laughs> Like we're not, we're not asking for it. We're not, um, you know, we're not really looking for it. Although some might argue, some might argue that if we put our work out in a public way, like a, a gallery on our websites or, you know, anywhere that, you know, printed or, um, on Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, wherever, wherever what 500 px what what other places are there flicker whatever like if we put our work out anywhere publicly um we just had an episode about social media but some might argue that that is asking kind of asking for feedback because it's public i don't know about that because i'm not asking the question of you i'm just sharing something but uh, sometimes we do get unsolicited feedback. Now I have some, I posted an image today. I've got some unsolicited feedback. It sound, it look, it, it sounded a little bit like this. I really love the colors here, Brie. I love the layers and the soft light. Like, like, this is beautiful. Like we love that kind of feedback. Don't we? <laughs> like, mm, I don't know about you, Len. So. 
right? Like, well, we, I love we, the positive stuff. Right. <laughs> I, I love come the on, gushing. <laughs> right. But like along with the positive, sometimes comes some some feedback that we might perceive as negative. It actually might really be. So what do we do with that? Well, it, it is it's inevitable when we do put our things into public into the public realm that we will get um, particular feedback. And uh, uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, there is uh, uh, a small part of our culture um, that hides behind uh, um, uh, beautiful walls on um, uh, social media and feel the the need to give uh, unsolicited feedback. I've actually, um, I've been doing a lecture as a guest in a camera club and I've had someone stand up in the back of the room and tell me my photo would be better if I um if I chopped a bit of it off and uh, cropped some of it off and uh, uh, interestingly Bree that when that happened it triggered me because uh, I've I've been a victim of unsolicited feedback as well as uh, solicited feedback uh, throughout my life in in a negative way and uh, suffered from um, callous words and, and unthought of words. And uh, so I took him on and I, I suggested that as a guest to the camera club that perhaps um, uh, that, uh, that sort of uh, concept should be actually left uh, um, aside and that he would be better approached uh, talking to it uh, and approaching it very, very differently. And afterwards, because uh, I gave a whole speech about um, uh, to him about uh, uh, being more appropriate and maybe polite, and uh, interestingly, afterwards, these two uh, beautiful old ladies, I mean in their 70s, um, wandered up to me and said, thank you, Len. Uh, he needed to be put in his place and we've been waiting for someone to do it. And uh, so everyone in the club knew that this person was doing that sort of behaviours, but no one had actually ever pulled them up before. And uh, uh, it, it sparked a whole lot of thinking on, on my path, but that's a, another whole journey to go down. But uh, I think that's uh, uh, such an important thing Um to, to learn how to handle it and also learn how to give it. Um, and uh, when is it appropriate? Uh, how do we actually give this feedback? And uh, how do we receive it? And uh, what do we do with it when it comes in? Yeah, exactly. Well, can I share a little bit? I'm just going to share a little bit of the story that I told you earlier. Um, oh, please do. I think our listeners would love to hear it. Yeah, so I, I posted an image um, on Facebook and, uh, you know, had lots of like, I love this free and, you know, like all we, you know, I have to say, I think the community in general is very supportive. Like our overall, the inclination is to just give compliments and be complimentary and to lift each other up. Right. And it's all the positive feedback. Right. And very some people say very specific things that they love. And I love that. Um, but someone came on and uh, and I posted it publicly. So, you know, whatever. Um, but someone came on and said how they thought that it would be better if I did such and such to my image. And if I if I made these adjustments, then it would have, you know, helped, you know, whatever it, it was. a uh, it it was more of a do it this way to fulfill my vision for your photo. 
So they wanted you to turn your artwork into something else. Yeah, absolutely. They were trying to put my work into their box. And, you know, that's totally fine because this person obviously has a very specific vision of what photographs and art should look like. And that's great. Like, be confident in that. However, <laughs> um, I knew I didn't ask for that that specific feedback. It's very, you know, we talked, we've talked a lot about how art is subjective and all of those things. Uh, so here's what I did, um, because I think I think it's really valuable to understand like how we want to respond when someone gives un like not positive. Uh, unsolicited feedback. So here's what I did. I just told myself that this person has a story about how this should be. That's their story. I decided I wasn't going to make it mean anything about my art. I just, I had already made the, I had already made the confident decisions about what I wanted it to look like. Like, remember, mm -hmm. we just talked about being confident in our art and maybe when we don't want to, you know, look for feedback. I had already made those decisions for myself. In fact, I had already talked with someone about, hey, you know, what do you think specifically about this image? And I had already had those kind of, you know, personal one-on-one -on -one conversations, right? So I had already looked for that and made my own decisions. And, um, and I just decided I because I had already done that, and even if I hadn't, that I was kind of late. I just decided I wasn't going to respond right away, and I was going to just think on it and sleep on it overnight. And when I woke up the next day, actually, because I don't think we have to respond to people at all or even right away, like we all get to decide. But the next morning when I woke up, those comments were gone. And I think that person had a realization that maybe they could leave my art alone <laughs> or for whatever reason, because sometimes we make comments. I mean, we're, we're not like perfect people, right? Like, um, and I don't know the motivation, motivation for this person giving the comments, but sometimes we do them and then we regret it. And thank goodness there's a delete button, right? And so... I'm happy that I'm actually really happy that I left it because it gave that person an opportunity to kind of think about the comment that they made and then just decide to retract it. How many times have we actually said something like in real life? Like maybe that guy that spoke to you, Len, might have actually like retracted his comment. Maybe not. Maybe I'm jumping to that conclusion. But like if he had time to think about it, right, and read the words, um, maybe they would have retracted it. So anyway, I'm just personally glad that I thought about it, but I had actually come to a conclusion about what I was going to say. So what I was going to say would be something like, uh, it would have been something like, that's an interesting perspective. Um, I hadn't thought about it that way before. I prefer to leave it the way it is. Thank you so much. Right. And so like, I don't, I, that's just how I was going to respond, but we all get to make those decisions for ourselves. Because listen, this is going to happen. I haven't talked to anyone who hasn't received this kind of feedback. Have you, Len? Uh, no. It, it's uh, on social media, it happens all the time. Uh, it happens in my, well, it, it can happen in my classes. Uh, someone just jumps in and, uh, uh, but I, I work very hard to um, uh, avoid that. Uh, 
by actually teaching people to give feedback before uh, we actually do go into a feedback session and I, uh, it's been my role and job to structure it. But uh, I think it is inevitable and uh, as we know, the world is full, uh, not over-brimming with rude people, but there are enough of them out there. Uh, and uh, uh, luckily, there's some uh, wonderful members of uh, uh, the creative community that will actually speak up and actually uh, uh, help and monitor some of those things. And uh, it's one of the reasons that I have a closed forum uh, in my photography school that's not public so that uh, I can uh, control uh, that sort of feedback, and I can pull people aside and say, "Well, if you're going to do that, um, this isn't the place for you to be," and uh, uh, remove them respectfully. So uh, it is that. But uh, the, uh, really, the big story here, I think, for, is about your mindset, and uh, uh, it's it's fascinating that time fixes so many things, and it's not so much that time itself fixes anything. Uh, it just keeps going on and marching on. Uh, our brains, uh, over that um, chance of having a sleep and and putting some space bet between things, uh, allow us to uh, reassess and reevaluate and uh, uh, see things for what they are and uh, um, allow us to remove it from being so personal to us, doesn't it? And so you were able to wake up the next day having removed the personal um, from the feelings and uh, go, oh, well, actually, uh, it's really just their opinion and uh, it's not really about my art, uh, me and my relationship with my own artwork. It's uh, their relationship with my artwork and it's it's all about them in that sense. And uh, that time fixed that for you. And I think time's beautiful that way. <laughs> Right. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I agree. But also, like, I assigned my mind before I went to bed. I was like, okay, I, and I'll, I'll what I want to explain is, when I read the, when I read the comment, um, I actually already was confident in my work. And I had already done the work in my mind. And so their words didn't actually mean anything to me. And so I was choosing whether or not I wanted to respond, but also how I wanted to show up and do it. Because I think it's, I personally feel like it's important for me how I want to present myself to the world and interact with other people. Like they get to choose how they interact with me, how they like talk to me, but then I get to choose how I respond back. So I was like, okay, brain, this is what we're going to do tonight while we sleep. What, you know, decide, decide what you want that response to look like. And if you want to respond. And so when we wake up, that's what we're going to make a decision on today. Right. And, you know, or not responding at all is a decision. Right. And so, and so I think it, it is important how, well, for me, Relationships are really important in my life, and um, I I just think it's nice to always, for me anyway, to be respectful, and uh, in in so many of my conversations, that doesn't mean I don't get mad sometimes. It's a, you know sometimes I'm just mad about it. <laughs> that, that's okay too. I find um, I can be very respectful, but um, there's also a moment when um, if it's the same person doing it over and over, I'm a big fan of uh, delete and block and uh, yeah. walking away. And if uh, if someone keeps pushing my buttons um, for some other, for their reasons, 
um, and they're not uh, uh, justified um, through my behaviours, uh, just block them and delete them. But anyway, that's a, 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 a one way to survive uh, social media. But actually, I've been on to our do that. that for- <laughs> that should have been on our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually done that for a very long time recently and I, I actually haven't had a bad experience on social media and maybe because I, I pulled back and I um, I did some of the things that we're suggesting as reframing it how about how I wanted to use it and its relationship to me and uh, 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 changed the, the way that I used it and uh, found a way of... Um, working with it. But I'm really fascinated about this uh, mindset uh, um, that you can put yourself in uh, when you're receiving feedback, because uh, this seems to be uh, quite an important part, isn't it? Is uh, um, if uh, When we do actually solicit and, and ask for feedback, um, we want to be in a receptive mind frame, don't we? We want to um, ask for it for the right reasons. Uh, and then when it comes in, we want to be able to use it uh, effectively, don't we? And so there's two parts of this, right, that we're going to talk about right now. One is how we might want the mindset and how we might want to receive feedback. And then, um, and then we're going to discuss how we can give feedback really effectively, because that is an art in itself. So the the right so this is this part is all about solicited feedback we've asked someone to give us feedback consent um, that's called informed consent isn't it yeah um, there, oh there Brie? you go yes yeah that's right informed consent i said yes beautiful <laughs> we asked somebody <laughs> and they said yes <laughs> would you like to know would you like to know um, what i would do to your photograph or to your artwork and uh, um Yes, or when people actually ask, um, there's actually a, 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 a few little set of set, um, letters that people put after a, a, an artwork to actually request um, critique welcomed, isn't it? I think it, I can't remember the um, letters that go there. Oh, I didn't know this. See, I have not <laughs> been around for a long enough to to have you know to hear constructive these things, feedback so. welcomed. I think I can't remember, but anyway, <laughs> CFW uh, consent. <laughs> I don't know what else that could stand for. All you people in the audience are now making up what CFW could possibly mean. <laughs> well, I have to, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's get back to talking about mindset. So this is what I love, love, love to do because when I ask for feedback, I'm like, okay, I've asked for. Sometimes it takes like sometimes it takes me a little bit. Like I I asked for. Um, uh, uh, someone very specific to um, review a small portfolio of mine a while ago, and uh, and offer a lot of feedback, and um, and this was a paid critique, and it was really from it was really well given, but I hadn't done this with that person before us so was a little bit nervous, but here's what I did. So I showed up for the feedback. First of all, I had to put myself out there, right? Um, and I think when we're asking for feedback, I think it's really important in our mindset to like figure out why we want it. Like, are we looking for someone else's approval? Like, why do you want the feedback? For me, I want to grow. So I, I want, I'm looking for personal growth 
is is what I'm and and how you want your art to look like is totally up to you. So when we say better, that's your definition of better. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not lens. It's yours, right? Whatever better looks like and gaining some new perspective for me, right? Like we talked about why um why we want it. Okay? So ask yourself why you want it and see what's really going on for you. And then when you come into the feedback, uh, like, and I'm just sharing for me what I do, um, you, I'm just going to suggest that you, audience, uh, decide what you want, how you want this to look for yourself. So um, I, I like to go into a, a specific like feedback session um, or when I'm asking for feedback in an intentional way, like, and I'm thinking, like on purpose, I'm thinking this, I am looking forward to what I can learn today. Right. And so then I, then I'm really coming, like I'm open to what this person has to say. Right. And that's going to give me some emotions. Like in, in my coaching practice, we talk a lot about um, what we're thinking and how that, whatever we think causes us to feel a certain way. And uh, that's, those are all, all the thinking, all of our emotions come from our thinking. Okay. So that's just a little, some information, but my emotions are curiosity. That's my favorite. I've talked about this before. Like, I want to be curious about what the other person thinks, what the other person's like perspective is like, you know, what are they going to say that I didn't know before? Right. So that, that makes me kind of a, put me, puts me in a like more relaxed, like open state. Um, also some humility, like maybe I have mm. a lot to learn today. Right. And you know, like, not that I'm thinking my work is bad, but maybe I do really have a lot to learn. Um, because, well, I'll just, I'll just leave the humility there. And then the, the last one for me is like willing, willingness to feel uncomfortable. And the uncomfortable would be like, um, um, just for whatever reason that like something that we're going to think about what someone says, that is going to cause us that we're going to have a thought about it and is going to cause us some discomfort. So it could be like maybe feeling like we're failing, right? Like maybe we messed up, like disappointed that we didn't make the image in a way that could have been better. I mean, I'm saying better in quotes again, right? And so here's, here's what I, here's, a, there's a quote that I love that, <laughs> that just keeps pushing me forward to feeling this way. Um, is from Brooke Castillo. She says, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And so when we can be willing to feel all the discomfort and those terrible feelings, because sometimes we will feel crappy when we're getting some feedback, right? Like, but we're open to it and we're open to feeling uncomfortable so that we can have that personal growth. That's when we feel the growth is because we're willing to feel uncomfortable. So discomfort is the currency of your dreams. Like, what, how great do you want your own personal art to be? And what are you willing to feel to get there? Okay. Mm. So any thoughts about that, all that, that I just, Oh, I, I absolutely love there. that. I love that, that quote, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And uh, yes, you have to put yourself into um, difficult situations. Uh, uh, if it wasn't uh, uh, easy, uh, of course we have to put, um, 
uh, effort into to things to get somewhere. Uh, uh, difficulty um, makes things so much more worthwhile and uh, helps us in our feeling of achievement. Uh, I'm one of the questions that this raises for me is very much about uh, who we would actually uh, ask for feedback from, and uh, uh, I. I take this in incredibly seriously as a teacher, but let's just flick around to me as a student. Uh, if I'm going to put my work in front of people and ask for feedback, I want to know that um, that they have my interests at heart. Uh, I know I want to know that they're skilled in the process of, of uh, teaching. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, I enrol in a, an educational course at least once a year, if not twice a year. Uh, I'll go to a workshop or I'll, I'll learn something new. And I actually do my research on my teachers. And I work hard and I talk to other students before um, to see how they feel in that environment and how good that person is at, at giving feedback. Because uh, honestly, it's a, it's a set of skills, isn't it? Uh, you're actually asking something that we're never really taught how to do. And uh, not many people are actually interested in the psychology behind giving feedback enough uh, to uh, figure out how to do it in, in a very effective way. So uh, for me, I'm looking for someone that I respect, uh, someone whose expertise I value, and uh, I listen to them. And so I might even listen to them on a podcast or on an interview and uh, see how they talk about their work and the work of other peoples. And if they're uh, inspired about um, this continual growth, outward growth uh, and uh, interest in, in the larger world, well, then I'm actually very interested to, to listen to them and have them talk about my work. But if they're closed and self-interested, uh, I'm not interested at all actually, to, to go there. Uh, the other point that really comes up with this is when someone gives you feedback, uh, you have the right, the absolute right, to take it and leave it because at the end of the day, it's your artwork and, and you're allowed to make it however you want to make it and uh, express whatever emotions that you would like it to express. So... Um, uh, when we're seeking feedback, we're actually asking, well, um, I'm interested in, in adding more to my knowledge. Uh, at other times, we're putting it out and saying, hey, this is finished, and I'm really proud to put my name behind it and say that this is something that I, I love so much. So um, uh, if you get feedback that you don't... Um, uh, doesn't sit well with you, just walk away from it. Uh, of course, you have permission not to listen to everyone. In fact, um, most other people in the world obviously don't know what they're talking about and that there is there is no instant fixes to anything when it comes to art, is there? It's, uh, uh, it's all about opinion, subjectivity and ideas and e expanding the mind. So I think take it or leave it is a really good advice when it comes to uh, receiving feedback and uh, choose who you actually receive it from. Right. And we can totally, even if we've researched the person, right, and even if we've worked with that person many times before and we respect what they have to say, we can disagree with them. 
it is our art, right? We we are the ones that get to make the decision. So th- that's part of the mindset is also feel having the confidence to say, great. And and honestly, we don't have to disagree with them in like a per, like a session. We can just we can. I I've done this before where I've internally I'm like. I disagree with that. And whatever they said about it, I I looked at that and I was like, you know what? I disagree. I love it the way it is. Maybe it could be, quote, better in the other way, but I just love the way it is right now. And that's how I want to present it to the world. And I'm mm-hmm. great with that, right? Um, so, uh, but also, you may want to ask yourself a question before you disagree. You may want to ask yourself, is there truth in what's being offered? Yeah, is it and pushing not, your buttons? Right, like, like, yeah, yes, because I think sometimes when we're feeling that discomfort, we just want to go, no, that's, that. so that uncomfortable feeling, we may want to just close it off and say, I disagree so that I can feel better right now. And so that's that's when we might want to check ourselves and say, is there some truth to this? What's going on for me? And why, maybe like if that person can explain, and that's where the curiosity comes in, like you ask, like you're thinking, I disagree with this. Okay, let me ask some more questions about this and clarify some things so that I can make a better decision for myself, right? So you can totally disagree, just you might want to understand where that's coming from. Mm. Uh, I've had that experience many a time, and it's interesting which ones uh, I push away and I totally disagree with, and uh, I have my justifications and reasons. And then the other ones that uh, niggle on me and they hurt, and uh, I have to confront them and actually understand uh, uh, this idea, and it, it it eventually works its way in, and uh, I I grow from that experience, uh, even though it might be a painful thing. So uh, choices are very much a, a part of this. Uh, I don't know if you believe in dreams much, Bree, and we haven't talked about this, but uh, I've had quite a few dreams where I've been at um, conferences or in workshops teaching with people who I would consider my peers in in um, teaching art, uh, where I've actually actively disagreed with them, and uh, I, I think this. Dream Dream, and as I had, because it's a not so much a reoccurring one, but a reoccurring um, theme, is about me learning to be more confident with my own ideas, and to remind me that uh, it's okay to disagree with people, and uh, such a special thing. And uh, I think you're really nailing it here as a as a, a an idea that we have to play with, a, a choose between comfort and uh, uh, discomfort, learning. And disagreeing. And uh, Annie, you can answer that, can't you? Right. And figure out, like, why are you uncomfortable? Is it because maybe you're unwilling to change? Like, <laughs> what what could, like, what could possibly, you know, be so terrible that you try and try out what they're, what someone's suggesting and maybe you like it better? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least, like, give it a chance, Right. So especially yes. if you're talking about solicited feedback where you've gone and asked the question, hey, you know, what do you think? Or being very specific. And sometimes we do need to be specific about the feedback, right? What about this part? 
I'm unsure mm-hmm. about this. Can you give me some feedback on that? Right. And so um, maybe not just general, sometimes it's general, sometimes it's very specific, but decide what we want the feedback on and, um, and then seek for that. So maybe we're happy with one part and we just need a little help with another part. I don't know. So let's, can we, uh, do you have anything more to say about that, Len? I would love to hear what, if, if you're good, I'd love to hear about how to give feedback because I'm really interested in this. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy to move into how to give feedback. And um, be- because of these uh, experiences, and I've mentioned a few of them, and uh, there's, the list goes on and on throughout my life, uh, having um, allowed myself to be shaped by people's feedback and sometimes in a very, very negative way, um, uh, I've made it a bit of a mission to learn how to give it to people. And uh, uh, it's absolutely fascinating. And to be honest, the biggest um, moment actually um, uh, changed me was uh, going from uh, uh, being a negative critiquer, waving my finger and saying, this is what you're doing wrong, to the moment when I actually turned around and told people, where are you going right? And uh, the moment that I actually uh, realised that I could actually teach people faster, and I mean significantly faster, um, by pointing out where people um, are going right instead of where people are going wrong, uh, I spent years I really spent years, Bree, trying to change my teaching practice to actually reflect this uh, newfound information um, to doing that. It's a bit like a, a driving a race car um, uh, around a, a rally track. If uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If um, if you concentrate on where you should be going. Um, that's where you'll end up. But if you concentrate on the things that you need to avoid, you often end up crashing into them. And uh, a good example is there's two trees and the road in between. So the experienced, really good rally driver concentrates on where they should be going and ignores the trees. Uh, A beginner uh, or someone less experienced who is scared by the trees keeps thinking in their mind, oh, no, there's a tree, there's a tree, I'm going to crash into it, and worries about the tree and hits it and slides into it. So they're trying to avoid things uh, as opposed to the expert who's uh, concentrating on where they're going. And that is a a really beautiful metaphor. Actually, another one. Wait, pause. I have a real life (laughs) story. (laughs) So... So we, uh, I'll tell it real short. So um, we, my, we went to visit friends and my husband went mountain biking and he's not an experienced mountain biker. Okay. But he had a GoPro on and he sent me this video of him falling like head over heels. He wasn't injured. And he said, you know, um, and it was funny because, you know, he, the, of what he said and where the camera ended up. And it was really funny. And we had a good laugh. But what he said was, I learned that when you're mountain biking and you're going downhill because you know, you're going fast, you don't look right at the, because he's like, I was trying to avoid all the rocks and such and like right in front of my tires. And he says, you don't look right in front of you. You look at the path ahead because your brain processes what's right in front 
at the same time as you're looking ahead. And so you end up avoiding all of that anyway. And mm. um, and that's just really interesting that if you look way ahead, you're still gonna you're gonna avoid all those pitfalls in between. Anyway, that's just a real like really a real life thing. And if anyone mountain bikes, you'll you understand and I that's applicable to so many things. Okay, we do that, that when to... we're walking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do that when we walk. We, we look 10 steps ahead naturally, and then our feet manage to hit the exactly the right spot um, as doing that. Uh, another example of being positive is uh, how we teach uh, animals. And, and uh, a dolphin trainer is a, is a really good example. Uh, we shape a dolphin's behaviour with only one thing. Do you know what that one thing is? Chocolate. <laughs> Well, close. Uh, I know that it worked for you, Brie. Just kidding! Don't give chocolate. <laughs> it would actually work for me as well. Um, me chocolate too. Would work. Um, you could shape I'm me like very easily. I'm like a little dog begging, <laughs> as long as it has hazelnuts in it or marzipan. <laughs> My little Momo, he steals the chocolate and then throws up. He, it's bad for him. But anyway, That's he's uh, not very naughty. Uh, okay, so piece... how do we train the dolphin? <laughs> Where we use a piece of fish, and it, um, uh, when we're studying education, we actually hold that up as an interesting way of uh, teaching people. It's a, it's called behaviour modification, and we we work with positive reinforcement. We actually show people where 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 they're going right, and we reward them. And uh, uh, with artists, we don't need to to use a piece of fish or chocolate. Um, kind words and. Uh, uh, actually telling people where they're going right can actually be really, really helpful shaping behaviours to do that. And uh, um, it's fascinating how quickly people blossom in the creative fields when they're in a supportive and positive environment, uh, as opposed to being a negative environment and uh, telling people where they're going wrong all the time. And uh, I learned this from experience because when that happens to me, I shut down. And uh, like my drawing, you know, I shut down my whole drawing life and it was my love of my life because I kept being told I was no good at it and uh, I'm not doing it right and uh, it shouldn't look like that. It should look like this. And uh, those shouldn'ts and no and wrong and bad just built up onto me and became uh, a too big a burden to carry. So I dumped it. And I get that because I feel like this positivity really like inspires creativity mm. and the negativity can like cause us to like squash that. And so that's why when we're giving feedback, right? Like we want to give we want to give some positivity. Um, we want to give some like this positive reinforcement and show people like what we think they're doing well, right? Um, and th that opens it up. Then that that I think people be are more receptive when I am anyway, right? I'm more receptive when someone looks at one of my images and says, I really love this part and they're very specific and thoughtful, right? And then I'm like, oh, you think that? Now tell me what, tell me what you really think, right? Like, tell me what else you mm. think too, because now I'm open to it, right? Yes. So There's actually research on that and it's from Western Sydney University um, on positive behavior for learning. And, uh, 
you want a ratio of at least three positives to one negative when um, you're doing that in an educational um, setting uh, as a way of doing it. And uh, students respond better to having an overwhelming majority of positives. And then you just sneak in a negative. Um, And when I say negative, it's about a a specific um, growth point. Um, One of the words that you used was specific, Brie, and that's actually the key. The more specific your feedback can be, uh, the easier it is for people to stomach. And uh, I have a really beautiful model for this, uh, if you don't mind me sharing it. But um, uh, uh, if we give uh, a positive general feedback, I, I feel all warm and fuzzy. And if I give uh, uh, and positive warm um, general feedback is, uh, oh, Brie, I really love that photo. That's just positive. Um, Negative general feedback is, uh, Len, I really don't like that photo Uh, and uh, it's crap or no good. So that's, uh, and that just creates uh, heat. And that positive general feedback, it just creates, makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. And it actually doesn't tell us very much, does it? Uh, It just makes us feel a little bit warm. And if we get the negative, we feel um, hot and bothered and uh, grumpy about it. But when I change that feedback to specific feedback, and I actually nail in uh, as accurately as possible what it is I actually like about it. It's like turning on the light and and shining a torch in the dark for a a person because uh, suddenly they can see where they're going right. And uh, by telling people where they're going right, that's their path to continue down. Uh, Oh, uh, it worked then. Uh, I'm going to keep doing that, so I'm going to keep doing it some more. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, explaining to someone uh, in an artwork, uh, geez, look, uh, this really works because you're using analogous colours together and I I think that they are really singing and humming and uh, uh, are bringing forth a a really beautiful sense of feeling to your artwork. So there's a a very specific example of... um, positive feedback, and that gives us light. And then when we have negative specific feedback, and this is where we get into error correction, uh, this is where it hurts, as we've talked about, and what we're after here is to create... Sorry? (laughs) That's the discomfort part. That's the discomfort part. It's like lighting a fire under your bum, isn't it? And it it forces you to shift and to move, and... uh, 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 Negative feedback um, can be very, very helpful when it's incredibly specific and uh, uh, the shoulds and and don't really work so well, but it's uh, uh, very much about uh, what is actually happening and what is actually causing it in in quite a specific manner. I, I also think, too, giving some feedback in a very specific way shows that we as the person giving the feedback are interested in whatever artwork it is. Like I'm interested, I've put in the time and the thought to go in and and point out and notice and point out very specific things. And so we, we actually are 
part of the whole process because we're putting in we're putting in our time now into someone else's work right well i mean not really but you see what i'm you know what i'm saying right and so we've invested our time and i think the person getting the feedback can see that like when when we are very specific the person sees that and they know it's not just like general oh here it's pretty but why why it mm-hmm. is and we've been very thoughtful and so then they're open to the next thoughtful uh critique part and the only reason that we say negative is because it feels sometimes negative it's that discomfort and so it feels negative right but it doesn't have to be like we don't have to treat it as something negative because we think negative is bad we're just that's just semantics right um Mm. so uh i think there is positive and negative when it's the general but when it comes to the specifics i think that all kind of gets mixed up a little bit more so okay so what else len well if we're going to think about um uh, this idea also that we remember the last thing that's said to us uh, as we leave a conversation uh i i personally like to leave people on a high note and actually to be finishing on the very specific positive things and uh, working on it. So uh, I actually structure my feedback into a a simple thing. Uh, uh, It's called a shit sandwich by some people, but uh, I I prefer to use the word an onion sandwich and you... um, you surround the bitter pill with sugar. You know, we cover a bitter pill with uh, sweet sugar is another way uh, to, to do this. And so I start off with a, a, a lovely positive and saying, oh, geez, I, I really love this uh, uh, photograph and uh, or this painting and uh, it's so, so beautiful. And, uh, oh, I really love the colour palette and I think that that's uh, incredibly beautiful and, and the subject is, is speaking to me. And then I might move into uh, uh, the error correction moment and actually pick up uh, uh, very, very specifically, uh, things that could be um, um, uh, changed uh, that maybe would make an improvement. And one way I do that, Bree, is I actually own it, and, and I often bring it back to myself and say, you know, uh, if this was my artwork, uh, I'd probably change this so that this happened over here, and uh, by um, you know by darkening this area, you're moving the attention over to this area, and it seems to want to be uh, more of a hero, in, just in my opinion. And by doing that, I'm actually owning it as mine rather than telling you or telling the person how to do things. So, so instead of it, it there's never coming out of my mouth is the uh, you should do this instead. I'm saying, hey, uh, I would consider doing this and perhaps by doing that, this will change that. And then after I, I, I slip in uh, a couple of, uh, of these improvements, uh, then I focus in for the rest and I actually save them for the specific um, good points. And then I talk really uh, extensively about uh, why uh, the the rest of the artwork works to me. I was like, oh, I really love the introduction and how you uh, weave me in and uh, show me uh, where we're going to go with this. Or um, 
Oh, I, I really love that leading line that comes in from uh, that corner and it, it really takes me up into the artwork and uh, back into the distance there. And, oh, I love the focus on that particular flower there and there's so many specific things. So I then uh, end on specific positive um, points. Very much so. So I structure it and uh, I'm one of those people, Brie, that thinks before uh, they speak and uh, uh, that's always why I'm going, uh, uh, in my talking to you on the podcast is because I, my mind has to um, think out what it's going to say before it says it. And, uh, and and I noticed I don't finish any of my sentences. So <laughs> in the earlier ones, I'm not finishing my sentences. I apologize, audience. <laughs> but that's Thank how you. we're working through things sometimes. Oh, I'm loving how we're both growing in this process, and I don't know how about you, but uh, I definitely am uh, learning how to um, uh, record uh, my speech and my thoughts in this medium, and I'm growing in this process, and I'm growing also from the obviously from the discussions that we're having uh, because uh, of the, what we're talking about. Uh, it's so exciting, Bree. I, I love this. <laughs> feedback <laughs> you have to say that again Bray, because and we, uh, and we do <laughs> we do give each other feedback i mean about the podcast and about maybe some of the things that we're doing and i, I think that's i think that's also a beautiful thing that that we're able to work together and and um and do that so mm, very much so um David Byrne um, from uh, he was formerly from Talking Heads actually has a blog on creativity and it's really quite fascinating to read and I've uh, really enjoyed reading it and he actually has a whole post on feedback and uh, I find this really fascinating as an idea that he finds that while he's doing a performance season and you know there'll be multiple shows in a town that uh, one negative comment from a reviewer telling him what he should be doing uh, will actually cause such a mess in his mind that it will affect his performance. And uh, so what he actually does is he gets his staff to create a media blackout while he's actually performing because uh, he's got to a point in his career where he knows what he wants it to be and he wants to be in that mental state and to keep that clear for that particular performance. So uh, as a way of protecting himself, he actually creates uh, a feedback-free environment uh, during the performance uh, so he can keep them uh, similar and matched uh, through the whole series. I find that absolutely fascinating. Well, I think what he's doing is he's creating a space where he's not getting unsolicited feedback, right? So like the, all the feedback, he's controlling where he gets his feedback from. And he's also like allowing space for him to formulate his own, um, his own thoughts about performances and whatnot. So, you know, if, if we need to do that sometimes in our lives, I think that's great. Like we did talk about like unsolicited feedback and do we, mm. you know, do we really want that? And how do we create a space where we're not having that? So that's okay. I think that's great yeah. for him that he's doing that. Yeah. And a, a lot of social, some social media allows you to turn off the comment section so that you can you actually can. not have any interactions with it on, at all. On Instagram, you can turn off likes even. Mm. Oh, oh, I might oh, have wait. to. Um, 
I, I don't know if you can turn off likes. You can turn, turn off, off how, yes, but you can also turn off how many likes. It'll just say, like, you got some likes. Ah, I <laughs> think that's built you. in now for everyone. It doesn't show no, you unless you no, go No, it'll searching. tell you, like, who liked. I don't know. I like to see who likes my stuff. <laughs> you liked hey, one Brie. of my images today, Len. That's kind of feedback. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Um, but I don't. I don't look often enough to to keep up with every uh, every piece that everyone posts. So um, uh, that's only partial feedback occasionally that I give there. Yeah, it's <laughs> not real feedback. It's a little <laughs> thumbs up. Way to yeah. go. Good for posting. So I've got a few rules. Would you like to hear them? Absolutely. You know what's so, funny is. Like, these are in our notes, but I'm like, do we have rules? Aren't we rule-free here? Like, because there's so much in art that's like, there are no rules about art, but sometimes there are. But Len has rules. This is in the spirit. You know, we've talked a lot from our personal experiences and teach from our own experiences and showing you some examples of what you can do. So, Len, you've created rules for yourself. And do you have rules for your, is this also, do you teach your students this too, these rules? Yes, I do, and that's why I call them rules because I am um, uh, in a class. I actually maintain them and make sure that um, it doesn't get out of hand. And you know, as a teacher who holds a sacred space for learners, um, I don't want to um, destroy the trust of my students by uh, an uncaring remark from a thoughtless student. So, uh, yes, they are rules uh, in my classroom. And uh, I think the best rules are the ones we make up for our own. And uh, I invite people to make their own up and definitely not listen or follow mine. But uh, these are good suggestions and, and beautiful starting points uh, to work from. And uh, I've only just picked out a small handful because I actually have a huge list <laughs> that I, I work from. Um, Surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> all right, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Let's hear okay. all these rules. So that... <laughs> um, number one, number one, if you don't have something positive to say, say nothing. <laughs> like we really don't care if you think it's crap um, and that's all you've got to say. Like shut up, really, shut up. Um, just And this next one is uh, um, aimed at certain people as well because uh, just because you love to hear where you went wrong does not mean that other people want to hear that same feedback. And so uh, a lot of people will use that as an excuse to give unsolicited and negative feedback and damaging feedback just because they love to hear where they're going wrong and they think that that's the only way that they can learn. And um, uh, just because you like it, you don't have to do it to someone else. And uh, respect their consent and uh, their invitation uh, to give feedback and then do it respectfully and in a helping manner. Beautiful. Okay, there's a few more here. Uh, uh, there's no right or wrong in art. Um, there's no such thing as better, really. Uh, it's all about self-expression. And uh, it's really important to hold that in uh, when we're giving feedback is that uh, we want to encourage people to express who they are and to create art for themselves uh, rather than to think of it as a, as a competition. And, uh, you know, if we, if we are shaped by the majority of people, we end up with, um, uh, 
very, very average actual sort of work. We want people to go beyond what the norms are and find something that's uh, creative and, and outside uh, exploratory, something that's uh, beyond actually what it should be. So uh, I also would tell people to be humble and sincere, like to be uh, a very, very sincere and to talk from a, a personal uh, heartfelt perspective and to take on the role of the encourager. Like encourage people to make more rather than destroying them and uh, pushing them back into the shell. Uh, they're putting their work out there uh, to... to to feel good about themselves. And so um, why not use that as an opportunity to help them by being supportive and, and to give them some love and to tell them uh, what's right. And, and my last one, Brie, is to avoid the personal. Like uh, often you hear in critique sessions, um, uh, unfortunately, it becomes very, very personal and uh, uh, unintentionally, but that's when it becomes incredibly damaging um, uh, with uh, gross generalizations about someone's uh, nature or who they are. And instead of talking about the artwork, and uh, uh, it's so easy to write someone off um, with an unintentioned set of words by making it personal. So be really, really careful of, of being personal there. So there's just a few of my little rules um, and uh, uh, more like uh, rough guidelines to work around, really, rather than strict rules. But there you go. You know, I was thinking when you're reading this that, like, you give these rules or this, this you know, I know there's more, but... Um, for your students in a group setting, but what if we used these rules? And um, I'll, I'll, well, I do the show notes, so I'll copy these and put these in the show notes because um, I'm thinking these might be really good to use for ourselves, like when we're giving ourselves our own feedback, right? Because we do this a lot in our work. I mean, we're the ones who make it, we're the ones who see it, we're the ones who make judgments about it. You know, we don't, we're not always going out looking for feedback, but we're always giving it to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like with every single thing we do. And so what if we had all of these own rules about giving feedback for ourselves? I kind of feel like we'd be like happier artists <laughs> if we did this in our own feedback, right? Like some, like instead of beating ourselves up, right? Like if you don't have something positive to say, don't say anything, right? So because I've like, I've done, I've made photographs and I'm like, that sucks. But why? Like, why am I not looking at that and going, what was good about this, right? And so using this as like a template for giving ourselves our own feedback, gosh, like how could that change how we look at our work? That could be really life-changing. Brie, it's, you've nailed it again. That's absolutely so powerful to do. And uh, yes, if we can bring this um, collective idea about what feedback is to ourselves, to our um, personal, uh, and uh, approach it that way, we can be better off. And uh, I've tried to work into my workflow uh, a lot of these things, and, and I give um, very little effort into work that, does, that I create that um, doesn't excite me. I concentrate on the ones that do, or 
on the elements in one that does. So I might just find a little bit over here that I really love and then I concentrate on that, like, oh, how do I bring that into into another artwork? So uh, uh, I change the way that I work as I reflected on this over a long period of time so that um, uh, I can give my work a, a chance to breathe and to come back to me and... Uh, uh, I don't even. I only have one rating system. Uh, it's either good, or I haven't really. Um, uh, there isn't a bad, and so I don't have um, a, a rating system other than I want to mark this as something that I'm interested in to come back to at another time. So, um, um, by not making any other value judgment, I then leave it open to be revisited at another time and. Uh, yeah, integrating these things and thoughts into our own personal and how to be encouraging to yourself. Wow, that's um, that is so so powerful, Brie. Right? Like, how can we become more creative and happier creatives? Like, can we do can we do these things? Like, that's what I want to be. I want to be more satisfied with my work, right? And have more fun um, creating. And that's kind of why we're here talking about all of this so that we can get to that place. And all of this goes together, getting feedback, becoming better. Um, you know, I'm more satisfied with my work when I'm when I'm growing and changing and and um and and doing these kinds of things. And so that's that's how I wanna be. And so actually I'm going to like post these rules. And so when I'm looking at, when I'm doing some self-critique, I'm going to, I'm going to look at these and I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer some of these, like be humble and sincere or be encouraging. Like how often are we like, oh, that one really sucks, but wait a minute, <laughs> let's be encouraging to our own selves. So, um, to kind of finish us up, I have a quote. I, I recently, I'm listening to a book and it's taken me a long time. I'm listening to audio and, and I, you know, I, I um, listen to it sometimes and put it away and come back to it, but it's called Thanks for the Feedback. And it's just such an interesting book. It's by um, Douglas Stone. And it's just such an interesting book about getting feedback and what we do with it. And it really uh, kind of unpacks all of this stuff about feedback, but it's kind of a longer quote, so bear with me. He says, it doesn't matter how much authority or power a feedback giver has. If someone's been doing photography for 30 years versus, right? So it doesn't matter how much authority or power a feedback giver has. The receivers are in control of what they do or don't let in how they make sense of what they're hearing, and whether they choose to change. So it's up to us. It's about how to recognize and manage our resistance. That's the discomfort, right? Because we're going to feel some resistance. How to engage in feedback conversations with confidence and curiosity. And even when the feedback seems wrong, like maybe we disagree with it, how to find the insight that might help us grow. It's also about how to stand up for who we are and how we see the world and ask for what we need. It's about how to learn from feedback. Yes, even when it is off base, unfair, poorly delivered, and frankly, you're not in the mood. Sometimes we get that. And how do we learn from all of it? The unsolicited, the solicited from all of it. How are we going to learn and grow no matter what we think about who's giving it, right? And so I just wanted to share that quote, like we can learn from all of it and 
really have some good personal growth no matter what. So mm. I love that one. I don't know about you. That is, that's fantastic, isn't it? Because it is really in our power. Uh, and that's what the most important thing is. Us as creatives, uh, empowering ourselves to make our art and, and to, to follow our creative dreams. And so we need to uh, uh, really be in control of that. Ah, well, Brie, what another inspiring conversation. Uh, I feel inspired to um, revisit all my uh, feedback over the years that are sitting there and uh, uh, question my feelings and my emotions around it and see um, how I could actually have done that differently this time around. Uh, it's so it's so wonderful sharing all these stories and ideas with uh with you and all of our listeners. I do have some questions for you to to at home to think about. Is uh you know do you actually seek feedback in your art in your creativity? Uh, who do you seek it from? And and where do you get it from? And uh, I, I think that there's a, a much bigger question here too, is uh, stopping and reflecting about how you're going to process it and how you have processed it in the past. And if you really want to be uh, incredibly powerful, I think that is a, a very, very good question to ask yourself and to think about is uh, how you react and uh, what you do with it. Uh, so we invite you to keep the conversation. Uh, about uh, feedback going uh, with other people, uh, with your friends and other creatives. Uh, perhaps even we challenge you to to give some um, beautiful, encouraging feedback uh, to other creatives and, and support them in their journey. And uh, of course, we invite you to create the uh, to continue the conversation with us. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at uh, create at a creative affair podcast.com. Uh, and uh, uh, you can also reach out to us on our social media um, site as well. And uh, as you know, I run a, um, a photography school here in, a, in Australia and I teach uh, creativity. And uh, my absolute passion is uh, teaching people to be uh, creative for themselves. And uh, I do a lot of online courses as well as ones in person. So hopefully one day. Um, uh, you'll get to meet me. You can find out more about that at uh, lensschool.com. So. Thanks, Len. Yeah, I love those questions too. And then how I want to add a question is also, what can we learn? Like, what are you willing to learn from the feedback that you get? So um, I just wanted to pop that in there. Um, also, <laughs> as a coach for creatives, I talked earlier about myself coaching, but I also coach other people, of course. I work with my clients to help them achieve their goals and become happier with their art, businesses, and personal lives. So 
you can go to www.creativemindscoach.com and uh, you can check out my website. I am doing a um, a three month, ten session uh, program that is called Dream It and Do It. So whatever you're dreaming of, come chat with me. You can sign up for a free discovery call, and we will talk about what is standing in your way to doing your dreams. So come chat with me. I'm so I'm super excited to talk with you. We'll make a plan for you. And before we go, um, we just want to say that we appreciate all of you who've reached out and engaged with us and um, shared our conversations with other creatives. Thank you so, 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 so much. We invite you to give us feedback. You can go to a creativeaffairpodcast.com or uh, Instagram at, let's see, it's at a creative affair underscore podcast and come chat with us. Give us some feedback. Send us a message. We want to hear from you. And if you love the show, please share it. We want to, we want others to, we want others to, um, also grow from our conversations. So Len, please. Great. <laughs> this affair has been so fun. I love chatting about feedback with you today. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad it it's stopped very, raining. <laughs> it's very, very beautiful. And uh, again, you know, we're getting, we're getting better and better at this each time we do one, aren't we, Bree? And uh, today went very well, I think. I hope so. I hope we're getting better. We're also getting a little longer, so we hope you bear with us. But <laughs> as we as we figure out what we want um, what we want to talk about and say, I think we're um, we're honing in on some really amazing uh, discussions about creativity. So also, I want to invite you, the audience, if you have any topics that you would love for us to discuss, please message us. So until the next time, Len. Please keep your romance with your trees and your flowers. I know you're working on a flower project right now and all of the beautiful things you're having your own personal affair with. <laughs> Please continue to do those lovely things. Oh, Brie, you know I will. And I, I hope that um, I wish the same back for you as well with your loves and uh, all the romances in your life. And uh, uh, thank you for a, a great episode and say uh, it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time.